0: If you had asked me that ten or twelve years ago, I would said, "No way. That's just a distraction, um, or it's something that, that we do as a you know, local ministry. Um, so we got the resources and, and we can help. But but we're, then we're going to turn over here and, and and focus on where it's really important. But no, this is really important because uh, it's it's important to Jesus. It, it is his bride."
1: Welcome to the Missions Pastor Podcast presented by One Child. One Child is a global community of child champions that serves children in poverty so they can discover hope and reach their God-given potential. We believe that the local church has the message of hope that the world desperately needs to hear. And in every episode, we highlight churches, pastors, and ministries who are working to bring that hope to hard places. I'm David Jesse. I'm your host for today's conversation with Mike McClanahan. Mike is the missions pastor of Hendersonville First Baptist Church in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Mike works to carry out the church's vision to see churches around the country experience revitalization in order to bring the gospel to their communities and send the gospel to the nations. I ask Mike why Hendersonville First Baptist has chosen to focus on church revitalization as part of its missions and outreach efforts.
0: This has been a passion of our senior pastor, Dr. Bruce Chesser, for a number of years. He's he's had a heart for helping other churches, uh, not only in our own local Southern Baptist Association, but uh, we've helped churches. in other parts of the country, um, you know, uh, when Hurricane Harvey hit, we helped a church that was mm-hmm. flooded out there. Um, a lot of the churches uh, that um, in recent disasters that uh, will will help um, really in a financial way, um, just to 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 get back on their feet. And this mm-hmm. has been something that I've come into um, honestly, kind of reluctantly as I joined. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 mission staff here became the mission pastor close to a dozen years ago. Um, I, one of the first responsibilities I had was helping our church through um, a an actual replant, as opposed to revitalization. We we uh, mm. took uh, a church in our local Southern Baptist uh, Association, and we. Um, we were asked to, to, to help because they were they were in a death spiral and we we stepped in and said, Okay, um it's gonna have to shut down. Um the the, the church has no viability, the reputation in the community is not good. So we um we we talked to the members and said um this is the deal um and if you're willing we'll We'll take we'll take over, and we did. We shut that church down uh, for several months and uh, brought it back to life. Uh, I was in uh, that process, um, which was uh, it was rough, it was painful, but it was beautiful in in that process. Um, you know, the Lord loves to, uh, He delights in making beauty out of ashes, mm-hmm. and uh, with mm-hmm. our personal lives and with with His bride the church and so as as i got into that process um you know I, I was still somewhat uh reluctant but you know that was the charge i was given it was a task i was given um and i'm and i'm focusing on uh those efforts of of helping a uh, a church be reborn uh but i'm i'm thinking okay now how do i balance that with um you know, reaching the nations and, you know, trying to get the gospel to all of these unreached people groups that, that you know, can keep us up at night just thinking about how many people mm-hmm. in the world to die without Jesus. And so there was a tension early on in, in my career as mission pastor here at First Baptist. And I. Uh, as I've gone through this process and we've started uh, revitalization, uh, we, we've ramped up our, our work in revitalization. It, it became very evident to me that this was a beautiful process of helping global missions. And I would, if you had asked me that ten or twelve years ago, I would have said, "No way! That's mm-hmm. just a distraction, um, or it's mm-hmm. something that that we do as." A local ministry um so we've got the resources and, and we can help but but we're, then we're going to turn over here and 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 focus on where it's really important but no this is really important because uh it's it's important to jesus it, it is his bride and you know uh, uh studying you know just uh, you know how the scripture talks about uh the uh the churches that that Paul planted in his uh, his missionary journeys you know he, he circled back around and and uh, you know checked on them and you know helped them in dealing with uh, doctrinal uh, issues and uh, you know reads uh, the letters uh, that he wrote uh, to Timothy about you know hey had uh, you stay in Ephesus uh, to, to make sure that uh, we didn't get the wolves coming in and, and really messing things up, <laughs> you know, and, but, and, and Timothy did a great job of that. But then we read in, in Revelation, uh, you know, Jesus is uh, addressed to the seven churches. The first one is Ephesus. He said, yeah, you did mm-hmm. a great job. Uh, dealing with those wolves, but you forgot your first love. So we see, you know, mm-hmm. churches that, that were, Um, very significant, uh, impactful in their community and and Paul's day that that came on difficult times. Um, And it it is something that is, um, you know, for for our state in Tennessee, um, some information we we uh, work very closely with um, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, and in fact, Kevin Minche, okay. Uh Kevin Minche, uh up until recently has been the uh, the leader of, of church revitalization. He's taken on a, a different role with the the mission board, but uh, you know, he said that um, there have been um, out of three thousand two hundred and fifty Southern Baptist churches in Tennessee, uh, there have been twenty five hundred churches identified that were under 50 in worship attendance and, or they reported less than six baptisms a year. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that they're in decline, but there's some pretty good indicators. Um,
1: Yeah. It's a, it's an, it's a a temperature that you're getting of, of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you can read stats that, that'll say, you know, um, every year, uh, between 3000 4000 churches uh, die every year hmm. close their doors so that you know we're we're yeah we're planting new churches the north american mission board is doing an, an amazing job with that but what's interesting is there's you know nam north american mission board is uh, putting a uh a significant emphasis on uh, on replanting and of course their terminology replanting is revitalization. Um, so I think over the last 10-15 years you know collectively leaders are, are saying whoa this is a bleed and this is significantly impacting our ability not only to reach uh, our people locally, but if you're talking in uh, in our context with an SBC and being a cooperative program, I mean it, we're we're better together right we're as as, as right. uh, churches grow we're able to do more and we're able to send more missionaries out so it is it is significant and it does have an impact uh, uh, globally when we're focusing on the local church.
1: Yeah, how does that work then? How do you, you know, when as a missions pastor, you even talked about your reluctance um, when you kind of first moved into this and that reluctance was built around, well, I'm a missions pastor. I'm about taking the gospel globally to unreached people groups and things like that. And we're dealing with churches here that are in decline and maybe need to consider, you know, in some cases shutting down. And and you've seen your position, your thought process on this shift. Mm -hmm. How does revitalizing a church here in the US Result in um, a greater, you know, uh, benefit to the Great Commission going to the world and missions and things like that. How, what have you seen with that?
0: The short answer is mobilization. I mean, we're you, you've had uh, a mission pastor on um, a couple of months ago is talking about um, you know uh, local and, and global missions working together, and it's that same concept mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. But it, but. For for a church to be engaged in uh, revitalization, helping another church um, um, come back to life or or to move forward, um, you know, I'm able to um, mobilize a large number of our members to serve locally on mission, mm. and it's and it is um, it. In our context, I mean, we are a large church. We have a lot of ministries, but sometimes it's it's really difficult for um, people to find a place to serve. Um, you know, uh, they they want to they want to teach uh, in in a particular area. They want to serve in a particular area, mm-hmm. and and there we have we're, we're blessed with abundance of people. Well. Um, Now that we have a a church that we're partnering with in revitalization that has none of that, well, we're able to say to them, will you be kind of like a, a, a missionary to this church that mm. we're now re- revitalizing and we've had that um, it, it's mm-hmm. amazing when we start out uh, in that partnership we announce it to the church we, we present it to our deacons and the deacons uh, every time we presented that they they are so excited because they see that vision our pastor casts that vision so well and we um, our executive pastor Bruce Rayleigh uh, is just—he he was, in fact, the uh, uh, the pastor of that replant that I mentioned earlier. Um, he he knows well how to uh, uh, engage our people to to uh, to say, "Hey, this is what God's called us to do," and 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 our people get excited about that. So when we present that to our church and say. Here's some needs. Here's where this church is located. And, and our, our revitalization churches are uh, 20 to 30 minutes away from our church. Right. Okay. And so we can say, all right, just down the road, it's an easy drive and you can serve, uh, uh, you know, for a day, uh, for a week, for summer, for a season. Or for a lifetime, and we've had every one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had uh, church members that have uh, gone and uh, to uh, serve in preschool and children's and youth ministry. Um, they've helped with facilities uh, repair. Um, we had to totally remodel one church that we were working with uh, mm. that uh, required a lot of manpower. So we we have people that. Will go down and do the hands-on things, uh, pastoral care and and preaching. Uh, you know, all these things that they need help with: uh, outreach and evangelism, uh, vacation Bible school. Uh, mm. You know, we go we go to different parts of the country or. You know, around the world and and do a VBS. Right. Well, uh, some of these churches have no ability to do that, and and we know, you know, how impactful a VBS is in, in engaging children uh, with the gospel and a lot of times reaching their their parents. So, uh, it, it, it's significant, and and really, uh, our, you know, our church, um, like many, uh, we we. We follow an Acts 1-8 model, um, our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria and the ends of the earth. And so we see that as a significant piece of that revitalization that we're right here in our neighborhood, in our Jerusalem and our Judea.
1: There are so many people in our churches who desire to serve in areas where opportunities may not be readily available. But if your church becomes involved in church revitalization, you open up those opportunities while helping to advance the kingdom of God. We'll continue our conversation with Mike after this brief message from One Child.
2: Together we believe extreme child poverty has an end and it starts with hope. Hope is a vision for a better future, a way to get there and the courage to try. And it is built through the church all over the world coming together as one global community to help children thrive we create a partnership experience that reflects your heart for the world together we find the point where our mission and vision intersect to address the needs of children living in hard places together we are a community that sees children as solutions not problems a community with the courage to go to the hard places a community that gives so children can thrive together this is us your church, a shared vision celebrating global impact through the local church. For more information, visit onechild.org partnership.
1: I asked Mike to go into greater detail about how church revitalization directly impacts missions work globally. Here's what he had to say.
0: Um, the other way that... Uh... We we see this as impacting global missions. Is uh, it helps us to equip uh, future missionaries and, and ministry leaders? Uh, mm. That was something that I didn't see at the beginning. I thought it was um, uh, again a, a, a distraction, and um, that we would wind up with people just um, getting comfortable uh, <laughs> doing that kind of work. Um, sure, but quite the opposite has happened um, we've had um, people who come through our pipeline um uh, to ministry is what uh, our pipeline is is named right now and, and it's mm-hmm. uh, a way for um, our youth who have since got calling them to some t- some type of full-time vocational ministry to um, you know put uh you know, put their hands and their feet, uh, onto tangible ministry. Uh, we, you know, our, our pastor and, and our executive pastor, uh, spend a lot of time with them, uh, our other, uh, ministerial staff, uh, pour into them with a lot of, uh, information and, and training, uh, on that end. But then we, we have the opportunity to, uh, put them, uh, into these revitalization uh, opportunities and Mm -hmm. to do the work, to get some significant experience. And I'll give you an example of that. Um, um, We brought on staff, uh, a young man um, uh, in his early 20s, and he had come to me just before COVID started and uh, said, hey, I I feel like God's calling uh, me and my wife to, to the mission field. i just not sure, you know, what that looks like. And I had an opening on my mission staff and said, well, come on, let's, um, I'm going to hire you and we're just going to give you some experience. Uh, you'll do some office work, but, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, uh, throw you out there and, and see if you see if you can swim before, <laughs> before we uh, mm-hmm. talk about what, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, life on the mission field looks like. Um, so, in the course of that, uh, we um, with one of our uh, revitalization partners, um, it, our our senior the 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 pastor. And we do a um, this. It's it's interesting to note there are a lot of different uh, approaches to revitalization. Again, I'm not an expert, and I don't. I would say that um, uh, our senior staff would say we're not we don't do this perfectly and we don't claim that this, this is the best way. But our method is we don't, we don't go in and, and create satellite churches. We do a foster care approach uh, to church okay. revitalization. So we go in and we get a, an agreement with the struggling church. Uh, you know, they're, they, they recognize that they need the help and they want us to come in and help. We make an agreement that for a period of time, we are going to, uh, help them with resources and, and a really significant thing that we do. And I don't, there may be other churches that do this. I'm sure there are, but this, this has been a great model for us that um, we bring um, you know, these, these churches that, that are in need of revitalization are not, a, not able to afford a full-time pastor. So, right. Right. So we, we bring, we bring on a full-time pastor, Pastor for that church, we we seek out someone okay. who is highly capable. They come on our church staff, so they are called a revitalization pastor of First Baptist Hendersonville, assigned to whatever church we are in revitalization with. So for okay. this example, um, uh, the the church just down the road that we, we we're still in partnership with, um, the pastor that we uh, we have working there, uh, he's the only staff. And just mm-hmm. a huge amount of administrative things, the, the facilities uh, require um, so many, uh, so much attention. Um, and this was um, during uh, COVID when they were able to, to, to come back and meet in person. Um, I, I sent um, uh, my mission intern, uh, I'll just tell you his name, Braden, Braden uh Uh, I signed him uh, six months, he and his wife. I said, I I would Mm -hmm. like you to uh, you are going to serve six months at Madison First Baptist Church right down the road. And uh, I want you to uh, you'll be the assistant to to Pastor Sergio. And you are uh, anything that he needs you to do. um, you, You follow him. You learn from him. And you get your hands dirty, and he did just that. Sergio was able to pour into him, uh, take him along in ministry, uh, pastoral visits, um, and you know, even as far down as uh, disinfecting the chairs on Sunday morning. Remember (laughs) that? Yeah, uh, so you know, that's the thing, you know, when uh, church planters, uh, uh, you know, that. Uh, come in and, and have never had that experience. They, they've got all the theological training and seminary and, you know, they're hungry to go out and plant a church, but they've never had to load in and load out a church to... <laughs> right? <laughs> and so that's what we want them to experience. Um, so uh, we've, we've got another young man named Noah. Um, who He's on staff here at our church at First Baptist Andersonville. And and uh, we know that, that God's going to uh, use him somewhere soon, uh, but we're going to equip him for that. So we've had Noah go down and preach. Braden has preached there. Now uh, Braden and his wife just last week uh, were commissioned by the International Mission Board to the mission field. So, oh, uh, fantastic!
1: you know, that's so cool.
0: That's that. So it's the a direct connection.
1: connection to missions there. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Exactly. And so now I'm like, wow, okay, this is really, this is really churning with me now. And and so this I'm excited that that we've gotten to have this conversation because the more I've thought about it is there's just a lot of depth to those opportunities. Um, you know the other thing that uh, the the end result uh, and I think this is this is the other just truly exciting thing is that as we revitalize these churches, I mean, they're doing good to keep the doors open. Right, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and if you've been to a church that's in decline, and it's, it's you know, you, you'll have a church that uh, you know they've had a history. There's been a heyday, and they've done some fantastic things, but uh, now they uh, they'll have uh, you know a prayer card. You know, let's, let's pray for the night, and we need that. Um, but they but they right. they want to do more, but they're just not able to do more. So this. Revitalization process, um, i give you a couple of examples of, of how that's turned these churches around to be able to be engaged in global missions. Our, our replant that I mentioned at the beginning is now called Creekside Fellowship, and it's um, about 20 minutes the other direction from our church. Um, they now uh, are engaged in missions uh, shortly after we uh, handed the keys back over to them. And said, "You know, it's all yours." Uh, they were they were sending uh, mission teams to to Kenya. Um, and I was wow. just like, Very "Yeah, cool. right!" Wow, <laughs> this is this is amazing. <laughs> uh, and then uh, this summer, uh, uh, Pastor Sergio uh, led a team from his church to Guatemala, uh, and and mm-hmm. his church is also they're, they're hosting uh, ESL at their church, and they're hosting. Uh, SSL, Spanish as a second language. So they're okay. helping to uh, prepare their church members. Exactly. You know, um, now uh, we're in a partnership, a, a new partnership with another church that's about 30 minutes up the road from us named Crossroads Church. And uh, we're not uh, we're not in full stride yet, but we have sent um People from our church to serve. We've got a uh, empty nester husband and wife uh, who have committed to serve uh, there uh, working with children and youth. Well, it just so happens they're empty nesters because um, uh, their daughter and son-in-law are serving uh, in South Asia uh, with the IMB. Wow. So that is now given crossroads a personal connection with a, a missionary couple that they, when right. they, when they came stateside, they had them there at their church speaking and praying over them. You <laughs> know, so, so that, and, and, and so now, as
1: we're growing the church and strengthening the church here locally, and we're getting our people involved in doing that locally, yeah. it's causing the great commission to be fulfilled across the, the globe, uh, through other mechanisms.
0: It would be so prideful of of us and of me to say, uh, you know, it's it's all on us to get this done, man. Sure. Let sure. let's 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 spread out these resources and and allow these churches wow. to do what they've been called to do, you know, and. I would love it to see and it them. changes
1: the communities that they're in as those churches grow, as those churches kind of are revitalized as they get life again, they're revived. Yeah. Then the, then locally they're having a greater impact and they're, they're doing missions work around the world for again, because they aren't so focused on just keeping the doors open that the next thing, you know, the gospel is going across the nations. It's yeah, amazing. It my, my, uh, my, let, let me, let me close with this question. Cause I'm curious, you know, you mentioned at, at the beginning how reluctant you were with this, um so if you were sitting across from the missions pastor of a church that's capable, a larger church that has resources and uh, both financially and with with uh, people within the congregation that is capable of being a part of revitalizing just one congregation, but that missions pastor and that senior pastor, maybe they're reluctant for different reasons, what would you tell that missions pastor?
0: The parable of the talents in Matthew 25. Honestly, I mean, that's, um, you know, I, I just think about that. Uh, we were talking, we had a staff retreat uh, this last week and, you know, we, we had so much to celebrate. And one of the things that we recognized is God continues to, uh, to bless our work and provide us resources to do that work because we give it away. We invest it in, in other churches through revitalization and that's what i would say to that other mission pastor sitting across the church uh if you've got one talent you've got two talents you've got five talents invest it in kingdom work and what better way to do that than invest it in a church that's struggling and about to die out um and you'll you'll uh, you know as jesus said uh to the one who uh uh, doubled his five talents. Uh, you've been faithful over little, I'll set you over much. And just see how that just multiplies and reaches around the globe. That's exciting.
1: Mike has gone from skeptic to evangelist when it comes to the importance and effectiveness of church revitalization. Here are three uh, important takeaways from our conversation. First, church revitalization is important because the church is important to Jesus. Mike reminds us that the church is the bride of Christ. Everything we can do to help local churches move to greater health results in the gospel going forth. Second, Church revitalization benefits both the church being revitalized and the churches engaging in the revitalization efforts. People who may not have as many opportunities to serve in their own church are released into serving in the churches where revitalization is taking place. And of course, as these churches are revitalized, they become sending churches who are able to re-engage in missions efforts after years of decline. And finally, as a missions ministry, the most important thing you can do is take the resources given to you and invest them back into advancing the gospel in whatever ways God puts before you. Maybe that's helping another church regain its focus and health through church revitalization. I want to thank Mike for joining me on this episode of the Missions Pastor Podcast. If you want to learn more about Hendersonville First Baptist Church, go to fbchville.com. And thank you for listening to the Missions Pastor Podcast. This show is presented by One Child. We are a global community of child champions that serves children in poverty so they can discover hope and reach their God-given potential. To learn more about how your church can partner with one child to bring hope to hard places, go to onechild.org partnership.